queridas, queridos. Welcome back to the Beam and Flow podcast, a nitty-gritty exploration of your body, energy, awareness, movement, and flow. I am your host, Florico Fessi. Here we go. Enjoy the show. Buenas. So I just wanted to take a couple minutes and introduce this episode. I am so excited to share it with you. My friend, my production manager, my amiga hermana, Jeevi, is our guest this week. And we are getting into accountability as we are all season long here on Beam and Flow season four. I can't even believe it. Uh, so yeah, we get into it. We talk about what it takes to be accountable to yourself, what it is to be accountable as an artist, and how accountability has shifted for GB since she became a mama. So this is a really great episode. I'm so excited to share it with you, share it with a friend, share it with someone who can really be uplifted by um, wanting to be held accountable with a, a tight circle of friends. So that's what we're getting into today. And without further ado, here's the episode. Okay, so uh, I'm, I'm so excited to be recording with La Pirata Productions production manager, okay? Jeevi is my uh, production manager, mi amiga hermana. Uh, we have been friends for seven years. Seven years, wow. Um, seven's a magic number too. Look at it us. Is. Yes. We have been through some things and uh, I really couldn't think of anyone uh, who, anyone else who would have like a really intimate look at accountability with me, to me, uh, separate from me. Like we, I think that uh, you have some really, really good perspectives to share. I hope so so. Uh, let's, let's just get into it. When I say accountability, GV, what does, what does accountability make you think of? What does it bring up in you? Uh, to me, accountability means being able to walk your talk, put your money where your mouth is and, you know, back up what you put out into the world. Um, word is bond and your word is, is worthless. Then what are you, then everything that you present is going to be false. So accountability leads, lends to our legitimacy and lends to the faith that we ask others to put in us because who is going to allow you to go into whatever space that you are being, that you are asking permission to enter either through a work opportunity, a community building opportunity, a romantic opportunity, a friendship opportunity, if your word is worth basura. Mm -hmm. So that's what it's walking your talk and putting your money where your mouth is and backing your stuff up. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I like how you were saying that accountability is like how, how basically how are you going to expect people to show up in the way that you are wanting to put something out if you're not standing by what you're saying. Um, and 
one of the, this might, I don't know if I actually ever told you this, but one of the things that first stood out to me when we met, you were the production manager, the stage manager of uh, Club Silencio. Uh, and it was actually, that was my first starring role on a New York City stage that I was paid for. Okay. Um, and I remember you sent me an email, like you sent me the, the pre-production emails with the rehearsal schedules. And I was all of a sudden, I was like, wow, this show has a production manager. That's like doing stuff. Like I've never, I've never had somebody actually reach out and contact me. They were just kind of there backstage in a, in a pickle if I needed something, but you made it like a real intentional effort to make sure that as an actress, as a storyteller, I had everything that I needed to the point where you were messaging me, Hey, are there any snacks that I can bring for you for rehearsal? Because you know, we're in New York and we're working and we're commuting and then it's rehearsal after and good luck if you have time to eat. No one had ever thought to bring snacks to rehearsal. No one ever asked me that. No, like I felt so protected and cared for and safe because of you holding yourself to an accountability in your job, in your role as a, as a stage manager. And I really appreciate that. Like for seven years, that has stuck in my mind that you really made that effort. And I appreciated that so much as an actress. And that's why I asked you to be my production manager when I started my own company. Thank you. I mean, like, it's nice to be appreciated in that regard. You know, I've, uh, I, I, it, it does. It takes a lot. It takes a lot. And, you know, you're trying to honor the golden rule of like to treat others the way you want to be treated. And I have been on both sides of the proscenium curtain. I've been on stage as a performer and I've been backstage as a member of the production team. And I also at the time was I think I was still in graduate school, perhaps maybe I was just graduated uh, from, with my master's. And I was also like, most likely doing three or four other jobs at the time. So I was right there in the New York hustle with everyone in the in the cast and the crew. And to me, it was very important. But then, you know, since we're talking about La Pirata, La, La Pirata Productions, I cannot not talk about, uh, about Juliana Kleitz-Mendez. Like it's, like she is the most wonderful director that I've ever had the privilege of working okay. with. And, and I will, and I will go, I will battle and die on that hill. Hopefully she will Same. not let, ever let me die, but <laughs> I will battle for her on that hill. Um, and she was supported and, you know, we were and now she, she allowed that aspect to be factored into the budgets because, you know, we had the funds to support making sure that the, cast and crew were fed, even if it was just little, little snacks from Walgreens. Um, but that was, it's important that people stay hydrated, you know, like, cause your the actor can't say their lines if they're hungry. You can't take the director's, you can't take the director's product, uh, messages. If you're thinking, if your tummy is rumbling. Um, so that's, and, and yeah, period. I think, thank you. So it's the little things, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, the little things is a, is perfect way to say it. And 
you are someone who I think that's when I think of accountability in you, I think about the little things. Like, I think it's about being intentional with the little things. And I see that in your life when it comes to work, when it comes to your marriage, when it comes to your friendships, when it comes to your relationship with your parents and your sister, um, you, you don't take the little moments for granted. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm curious where that comes from. Like, is that something that your parents instilled in you? Is that something that you always had? Was it hustle of New York, your faith? What, where does it come from? Um, you know, I can't, I can't every, even if I can't think of a reason or pinpoint an exact moment, I do want to like everything as honored to my mother. So like, you know, even if I can't figure it out at this very second, if I don't mention my mom, I would be bereft. Um, but the person who is really coming to my mind in this moment is, uh, the late great Kenneth Ross, who was my mentor in undergraduate when I was in the catacombs of the college theater up in the Bronx. And, you know, he's the one, uh, who taught me how to have a pleasurable theatrical experience. And it began, it begins with, in my opinion, the stage manager. And like, if and there's like, there's always been this um, trope that the stage manager specifically, if you have a female stage manager, that they are cat, not catty, but like very stern and um, can be, can be akin to a female dog. And so um, while that is a necessary trait, because Everything is relying on the management skills of that person. The production really will rise and fall on the skills of the production and stage manager. Um, there's no need to go into that space first. We can get to that stage and you will hear me at that stage, especially in Tech Week. But um, it is, uh, we, don't need to, we don't need to start there. <laughs> And then always, you know, you're building the goodwill so that in the moments where it is tech week and it is crazy and any, and this is not just for theater, but for any situation where there is a high pressure moment in time, right before the results are due, everybody's energy, everybody's emotion is in that high investment uh, stage. And so you have to create that goodwill so that in the moments where the pressure is high and you you it's like a little forgiveness token please forgive me for what i said during tech week i bought you veggie chips remember remember from when i bought you veggie chips you know and and forgive me for the thing i said during tech yeah and how beautiful that that's perfect because that's like the full scope of accountability right it's saying it's on the before here's what i'm doing to to propel the situation forward in a good way. Shit comes up. We got to rebalance. And here's the thing. It's still here, what I did before. And if, if in this moment I caused you pain, I'm, I'm saying, I'm taking accountability and saying, I'm sorry. Like you just said something really big there because a lot of, a lot of people will, will do one or the other, right? Like they'll put all of the work in before, but then when when things happen and, and things have to shift, it's sometimes difficult for people to pivot. And then if they get a little crunchy or a little cranky when they pivot, they can't always stop and, and take ownership of that and, 
and say, I'm sorry, and um, let's move forward. Or it's the opposite. They like put no effort into the before and then things hit the fan. And then they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, you might be sorry, but there was, there's accountability is about the whole spectrum of, of the engagement of the situation. Um, yeah. And, you know, since we're talking about experience, you know, I'm not a perfect person. Like, and there are moments where I've been very unaccountable and like, we've been in La Pirata Productions is, uh, has been my safe space. Um, because right after we finished your production of La Hija del Pirata slash The Pirate's Daughter, um, it was a very difficult time in all of our lives because the three of us, you, myself, and Juliana, had just lost and were honoring the losses of one of our grandmothers, each of us. And that's why that production was dedicated to honor all of our grandmothers. And after that, just like every other stage manager, I was immediately booked for like two more productions. And I immediately, and literally when this happened, it, the pain in, in the event was fresh, very fresh, like weeks and I, um, I immediately quit that next production, but I wanted to participate in the production that I had following up because I was returning to work with another team. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't give it my all. I couldn't give it my all. I had a lot of, per I had a lot of interruptions that were going on because my family was hurting and, and nowhere near healing. And I was distracted and I was not accountable. I was not, and it and it did a disservice, and I and I subsequently had to again step away from that production because, and I'm I, I was let go of that production because I I was not in it, and so I was not accountable. I was not, what's the word? I was not reliable because when you are when you are being accountable, I'm accountable to myself first and foremost. I'm accountable to myself, and then the commitments that I have made. But if I was not accountable, I wasn't even accountable to myself at that moment. I didn't, I couldn't care about anything. I was hurting. I was, I was nowhere. I was raw. And because when you are accountable, then you are reliable to others. Because again, they, no offense to that production. They, they could sympathize and empathize with the fact that I had just lost my grandmother and my whole family was falling apart. But in the end, they didn't care. They could not care more than, oh, ese pobrecita. But they had their production that they had to think about, money that they had invested, ha actors that they had hired, and, and things that they had to do. They couldn't sit in Kumbaya with me. So I, and I had to honor and respect that too. So again, it's not just about like accountability to me, is not just about when you walk, it's about when you walk into a space, you're one, you're not just walking into a space willy nilly, like you own the space. You are always asking to be let into a space. And that those people who are allowing you to come into their space to perform a service or to um, be involved in the community, you have to be, be, accountable and and I'm going to go into Spanish I said derecho you know have enough derecho that they can be safe with you and 
continue in the objectives that they have for whatever space that you're going into. I think, um, you know, something that you, you just said really kind of landed with me around how you have to be accountable to yourself first before you can be accountable to other people. And, um, I have seen you successfully and sometimes trying harder more times than others. Like we're all human, right? We're all human, but I have, I have been blessed enough to witness you, um, be really honest with me and with, with your husband and with the people in your life about where you are and what you need and what you can and cannot do. And I remember that time after, after La Hija de Pirata slash the pirate's daughter and the pain that you were in. And I remember those productions and all of that. And the, the beautiful thing about getting older with grace is that you, you learn and and you can make different choices going forward. So since that time, I have seen you really commit to the work that you are doing. So let's just, first of all, make a big shout out to children's literacy and advocacy because you are the queen. And let me just say it, la directora of the after school children's programs. Okay. And I'm so proud of you. You have worked so hard to get to this spot. And getting there took accountability. It took accountability to your schedule. It took accountability to your energy. It took accountability to your health. And then throw in that you had a baby in the middle of all of that. Um, you, you are mama. You are a full-fledged mama now. And a directora. And a wifey. And a daughter. And a friend. And a sister. And somehow you are managing it all with grace. And, um, I, I really want to applaud you for that. And I want to ask you like, how, how, how are you doing it? What does it feel like to be in this new phase of accountability? So th thank you for, thank you for my flowers. I will do my best to accept these flowers. Um, it's, it's going to be, it's a big hill that I'm about to climb. It's my first big girl job. I'm, you know, living in New York city, uh, I am also, you know, 37 years old and this is my, going to be my first full-time job, you know, live in the hustle culture, arts culture. I've, I've, I think when I was doing Club Silencio and we first met that year, I had seven W2s by the end of tax season for that previous year. So it's, um, so this is a very big step having a full-time position. Um, I am very grateful that my organization has the faith in me and that we've been in a learning space um, for a long time. And I have been shadowing other directors for after-school programs for the last three years. And so I've been able to learn that role in a way that I'm not just coming fresh off the street and they have to give me, and I've never done this role before. I have been, I've been essentially understudying this role for the last three years. And now I get to run my own after school program 
at an elementary school in East New York, which I'm so grateful to be serving my community of Brooklyn, New York in that capacity and that my organization has the faith in me to do this monumental operation because I'm transitioning from a space where I do a lot of curriculum development. I invent the lessons. I invent fun, engaging, uh, and educational lessons for elementary age students to do in the after school space. Um, and this is going to be, and that's a lot of fun because again, I can be an artist and I can be an educator and I can think about, oh, the stories and the world and building the world. And, and the things we learned along the way are uh, accounted for and um, assessed in uh, in another kind of academic headspace. But now it is not just the art and not just the education. It is, I am in charge of the health, safety, and well-being of 150 students. And that is a, that is a very big production. It's a very big production. And I had a big, uh, a big reckoning moment a few nights ago, and I've sent, I think I sent you the pictures of my, of my crazy journaling that I did um, in order to prepare myself for these next few weeks. And I had to boil it down as like, it's five events within the school year, within the time of, of October, which is when the after school program begins to June when the program ends, I am going to be focused on five events. And then once I, once I had the word event stuck in my head, I was like, oh, SM mode. Let's stage manage this party. And I can, and so it's, it's about framing. It's about understanding the responsibility and creating, um, smart goals, you know, specific, measurable, uh, achievable and timely goals, smart goals. So that's that's what I'm in the process of doing. Everything's going to start. I have a big stressful next 72 hours ahead of me, but I am going to go full force and do it. Do it. Yes, you are. And you know, one of the things that I have seen in you and that has actually rubbed off quite a bit on me that I know helps me stay accountable to myself and to the the offerings and the service and the work that I want to give to the world. And I've seen that in you and that is ritual and that is routine and, and uh, spiritual practice. Um, and so I would, I would love to talk about how, how that has held you down and also shifted because I know that things have to shift as life expands and, and, you know, there are new commitments and newborns crying at whatever hour and needing to be fed. And you don't have the same ability to have the ritual and the the grounding time that you used to have. And I know you and I know you're still finding a way. So how are, how are you doing it? Um, our, so when we talk about the word ritual, it's something that you do consistently. In very intentionally. So that can be my morning ritual, my evening ritual, also called a routine. So I don't, so some people would say like, oh, I have my morning ritual. I do this, that, and this when the sun comes up. 
or I have my evening ritual and I do this, this and that when the sun comes up and I do everything with intention. I've shifted um, that terminology to in my, because I have a child now, uh, a, a, a newly formed toddler, um, I have shifted to a, uh, a terminology of my routine, but it's a very intentional routine. Uh, because the word ritual for me is tied up in my spirituality. And I've been on a very specific journey with my spirituality recently in my transition into motherhood. So I'm going to just kind of keep it in the um, realm of the, um, the, common, the common man um, and talk about having a routine that you do consistently and with great intention. So it's the, and, and it takes establishing. I didn't, you know, in the, you know, you can talk about the mommy routine. Um, so do, I think I, I want to ask you if you want me to speak about my, and I hate to use the word mundane, but like my civilian routine, like my mommy routine, my work routine, or do you want to talk, me to talk about my spiritual routine? What do you I mean, I would love to hear both if you're willing to share, because I think that there's going to, knowing you, there's going to be some things that kind of, oh, I see where that, oh, and that goes, oh, there's some, there's a little dance. Okay. There is a dance. Um, okay. So in my spirituality, I am. Soy bruja. So there's a lot of brujería. So, and it mean and it just means that like everything's a little woo woo, everything's a little woo woo, and it again it has great intention, uh, and so it's um, and I think that that has definitely in the years, in the years that I have lived in that way, um, has distilled into my practice now that I've kind of. Um, I'm relegating that aspect to my life to a more sacred space, a more intentional space because it's because it's so special and I don't have the bandwidth at this moment in my life to fully engage in the manner that I was engaging with my spirituality before. It's like even if you were to take like a like oh I would go to church or if I would you know have a I would have I would meet with my special group of people to talk about our special piece of literature uh, I don't have the capacity for that at this moment but it is about having that routine of on this day is when I do this at this time of the day I want to intentionally I want to focus on this intention so like what has been very difficult is finding is crafting that space as a new mother because and I loved the your last episode with your own mother it was really really um touched on a lot of things so I'm not going to double dip um go listen to the last episode of the beam and flow podcast um but crafting that time while you're figuring things out like I knew I established my morning routine with the baby first because when everybody wakes up, it's very intentional. It was getting that bedtime routine that was very hard and it took months and it wasn't going to happen just like that. People think that you have a ritual 
that you do every single day. And everything takes time. Crafting stage management rehearsal reports take, it would take an up to an hour to, and I would bill an hour for that. And that was the difference between La Pirata, the production I did before La Pirata Productions, working with La Pirata Productions and the, and the show that I did afterwards, they would not, they did not allow me to bill for that extra hour that I gave rehearsal reports and uh, the rehearsal call information for the next day. And so what happened? I didn't do it. And so, um, every, cause everything takes time and it takes time to craft it out. And now I, I have another entity that is giving, that I have to give my time and focus to. So I don't have the capacity to sit at my computer from, even from 11 to 3 a.m. and do the things that I would do back, you know, like things that uh, uh, people who don't have children can do, or even, uh, and not even that, but like I have an infant and it's like, you know, when she gets older, maybe I'll be able to do that again and like do my late night work in the clarity, in the darkness, in the silence. Right at this moment, it's just like you got to take everything one second at a time. Every second now is it has to be intentional. Every second has to be intentional. I'm going into my new workspace and I have to be very intentional about my time. I have to be very intentional about my time management and how I'm going to present to uh, the to the population and to the the people who I'm going to be interacting with parents, administrators, children, staff. Um, and, and it's all about being accountable to myself and working to my standards, because if I have someone else's standards, that's okay. That's all right. It's good to know what I'm going to be kind of measured against, but really everything is about my own standard for myself. How am I going to be, how do I want to look back on my time as a, as a first year mother? How do I want to look back on my time as a uh, as a magical practitioner living in New York City? How do I want to look back on my time as a professional thespian how, when I'm old and gray? How do I want to look back on this time? Did I want to think that I was intentional or did I want to, period, because there's no other option. Ashe, there is Ashe. no other option. Mm. Yes. Yes. Um, there is no other option. There is no other option. Okay. So we're keeping this episode at a little shorter because guess what? We have, we have responsibilities and time and children to, to that have pick to be up managed. that have to be managed. So um, I have one more question and it's kind of coming out of uh a story that I haven't shared yet because it just happened a couple of days ago. Um, I've been going through a lot personally and um, I've been praying and thinking about a couple of different things. And one thing is that I have been described by many people as a free spirit, right? And I feel that I, I feel like I embody that. Um, And in my spiritual practice, 
I have studied under and gained so much knowledge and wisdom from different spiritual paths. And yet I have not fully initiated fully into any of them. And so I was sitting with myself in my bodywork time, my, my, my ritual time, and I was thinking about like, well, why, why do I, am, what is this connection between the free spirit and like not initiating all the way, not committing all the way? Am I, am I, is that what I'm supposed to do? Am I supposed to be accountable to one path and just go? And then I was like, but you're, free, I heard, but you're a free spirit. So I asked, I said, all right, source, if I'm, if I am a free spirit, if that is, I am a free spirit, why, why, why all of the paths? Why all the interests? Why, why, why am I here? If I'm a free spirit and there's all these paths, why am I here? And I heard, pero nena, because I like your stories. Like, I started bawling, okay? I started bawling. And I just felt like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Jazz hands. Because um, it was like, oh, yeah, that's it. Like the, the, the curiosity about each of the paths, the wandering downs and the getting lost and the coming back out. Like source, God, is the universe is like, I'm experiencing that through you. Not everybody does that. I'm experiencing that through you. Right. So I guess my question is, that's a form for me of being accountable to myself is staying true to those, those words, those phrases, those labels, I guess you want to say that feel the most expansive and the most divine. So for you in your life now, what, what is what are the words that you want to be accountable to for yourself? What are the the themes or the names that you want to be accountable to? I have to say madres first. I never thought I would say that in my life. I was not intending to be a mother. Um, that was not something that I had realigned for myself, realigned for myself. I, I, I became a mother through the universe telling me I was going to become a mother. I had a I had, what's it called? And and I'm not going to, I don't want to talk about the story that you and I know about, about this event, but it was a very special event. And I was told, and I, I, you know, one of those situations where you meet your child before they come into the earth. I met my child before she came into the earth. And, um, I, so because of that, I am real, I am accountable to her. First and foremost, it, for the rest of my life and afterwards, um, I am I am accountable to her. Everything that I do is for the betterment and for the sustainability and uh, crecimiento and for the and for the the betterment of my daughter. So, mother madre is going to always be first now in my life. Um, other things that I want to be accountable for terms, terms that I would want to be aligned with positive accountability in my life are other than madre will be artist. Uh, I'm an artist. Everything that I do, even in education is art first. Um, because I feel art is the great synthesizer of education. You, 
you read a text by Cervantes who goes through his experience as a uh, going through the Crusades and how he feels about the Spanish government and the treatment of soldiers. And he creates an art and a piece of literature called Don Quixote. The story of Don Quixote going about treating other people the way that they should be treated and the way and, and society laughing at him, telling him that, oh, they, they don't deserve to be treated in the way that you're treating them. But he's like, but everybody deserves to be treated in this way. Is inspiring to other, it synthesizes a lesson, synthesizes a lesson, the art synthesizes a lesson. And then it inspires other people to write music, like the beautiful music of Manda La Mancha inspired my cousin Paloma to create this beautiful painting that hangs in my house now and guards and guards my dreams so that I can keep dreaming impossible dreams. So, uh, so art, artist, madre, artist, and magic woman. I'm a magic woman, man. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for, fitting me into your overwhelmingly busy schedule. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your production management. Thank you for believing in me. And thank you for staying accountable to yourself. Can I say though, I do believe in you and I love, and, and you're free. Like, don't ever feel like I'm telling you, Chloe, don't ever let anybody make you feel like the word, like the term free spirit is a bad word because you get to, you get to live impossible dreams. You know, you, you get to, you get to do so many beautiful things. You have a podcast. You're like, oh, I'm going to move over here. Oh, I'm going to go move over there. I'm going to go live a fantastic life. And that is incredible. And that's incredible. And you get to, because you're going to go and have your, you're going to have, you're going to reflect on your time and say, who was I accountable to? You were accountable to yourself. You're accountable to the art that you make. And you make such beautiful art. You're so incredibly vulnerable and put yourself out there so much that you get such beautiful stories that you get to have the universe walk through them with you. So I'm incredibly proud of you. Like, let me get a second to stop and give you your flowers. You know, you're making Uh, me cry on my own podcast. Well, cry. (laughs) It's good. Thank you. It's good. Get that, get that, get the whatever that you were feeling. Let that out because you're validated. You're you're validated even if I never said anything to you. But you, like, don't ever, don't ever feel put down about how you choose to live your life because you're give. like, my father, I wanted to say something my father always says. My father's taught me two things. My father's taught me many, many things, but these are the two things I'm going to share with you. There are, he always told me, there are many ways to the mountaintop. There's not just one way to the mountaintop. So those getting lost, going this and that, detours, walking by the river, you know, coming back to the path, going this way, taking the subway, you know, all of that stuff is teaching you the path towards not just enlightenment, but your specific flavor of enlightenment. and. Um, the second thing my father taught me 
was to have a good time and dance. And so like that is that's what you specific specifically go do. So, you know, flowers to you. Thank you, Mama. I really, I really appreciate that. Um, and I'm so grateful. This is going to be such a blessing to so many people who hear it. And, so. um, and I am very much looking forward to one day sharing this with your daughter. I won't say her name, but with your daughter, who I love so much. And um, I'm, so, I'm so grateful for everything. And so give her a hug when you go pick her up. And thank you for being here today. No, oh, thank you for having me. Have a great rest of the season. Thank you, Mama. Mwah. All right. Like and subscribe. Hey, <laughs> like and subscribe. I love it. Hasta luego. Hasta luego. Bye. Bye. Queridas, we made it to one of my favorite parts of each episode, the moment of flow. I love poetry. I love words and rhythm and how when you mix the two, you get into a beautiful state of flow. And so I want to leave you with that at the end of each episode. So here it is, your moment of flow. Solo en paraíso. Al Green soothes my soul. From downstairs as a warm rain, a sprinkle really, relieves my skin from the fire of you. Hotter than the sun, sweeter than the smell of fresh bud. Floating on the breeze, I sit barefoot. My body free, sola en paraíso. And each aching trumpet echoes the longing in my heart. Or is that a different pulse? The swell of my yearning embodied by the lushness de mi isla, quieted by the stirring cookie.